Oh, hello there. So happy you're here for this little bonus episode for my interview with Alex. Alex's paternal lineage is Chamorro, which is an indigenous people on the island of Guam. I had to release this bonus material because I think it's useful to understand the real world effects of colonialism and that it's not some relic of the way far back distant past. generation on my father's side mm-hmm. not to be born in Guahan, which is uh. like the colonial name is Guam, uh-huh. in 4,000 years. Huh. Um, so Are both it, of your parents, what is the correct term? Chamorro. Chamorro. Are no, both of just my, Chamorro? just my, just my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. My ancestors 4,000 years ago mm-hmm. got on a canoe mm-hmm. and canoed from either Indonesia or the Philippines I can't, I can't really remember but like they used the stars like yeah 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 navigated the Pacific Ocean with stars and landed on this 24 mile whoa long island was that a part so I saw something briefly a long time ago so please forgive me I'm sure I'm butchering the history of this do you think your ancestors landed in Guam as the part of the big kind of like Polynesian exodus from that uh, Pacific kind of archipelago close to continental Asia that, you know, kind of ended up in Guam, Hawaii, you know what I mean? Like, was that just, okay. I think, I think, but you, you bring up like a, an excellent point right there is like, there's a, there's a reason why we don't know these histories. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason that, you know, like we, both of us know European history. That's right. Like we know colonial history, but we don't know the history of like how our ancestors got to their like who arrived in their ancestral homeland. Mm-hmm. Like because that that story, like our our histories have been, you know, colonized and like yeah. our brains have been programmed by that. So, yeah, that's right. Um but yeah, so I was born in Colorado Springs hmm. in in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um I'd say the the most conservative county in the state of Colorado. Huh. Um in 1987, okay, uh, to yeah, to my mom Karen, um, who is of European descent, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad, who is uh, Chamorro, uh, predominantly Chamorro, but because of because of you know four centuries of colonization mm-hmm. in in the Pacific Islands, mm-hmm. like he, you know, he's also like has um, Chinese, Spanish, Native American. Mm. Western African, mm. like, blood as well. West Africans made it to Guam? As slaves. Uh. There's actually, and that's like, so my family mm-hmm. is one of the only, is the only family in Guam to have, like, the 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 surname White. And, uh. they, and it's, there's, like, the only place this exists, the records exist, is, like, in the University of Guam's archives. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, there's one of two stories that I've, I've been able to uncover. Is like, one is that the, the Spanish had slaves, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, from mm-hmm. from Africa, mm-hmm. and as well as Native American slaves. That's yeah. how, you know, indigenous Native Amer- to the indigenous peoples of Americas ended up on Guam. Oh, I didn't know that the ind- indigenous peoples of America ended up in Guam. Well, they ended, they were they there was a slave trade mm-hmm. between um, uh, America and the Philippines. So, like this, yes, yeah. So the Spanish took yes. 
um, indigenous people here, there, and but mm. somehow, you know, like that's I, I'm still learning all of this. Mm -hmm. Like this is this is a very new like understanding of mine. But yeah, so there's one story of like a slave ship got shipwrecked, mm. and the the Chamorro people like basically you know like bringing the the Africans that had been shipwrecked in there mm. and when the Spanish came to like pick them up like they united and uh -huh. like fought off like the Spanish oh, and taking right the on. slaves back huh, huh. so it's like one story mm -hmm. and then the other is that an an African Spaniard named Enrique mm. White mm. ended up in Guam mm. like in the 1700s mm. and that's where as like a as a mercantilist or something like a trader or I don't know oh, okay. I don't that you know huh. that that's my you know, fourth great grandfather, mm -hmm. third great grandfather. That's like, why you got such a righteous. Y'all can't see it, but my brother holds a tan a little bit. He got a nice little golden <laughs> something going on. So that's it, what it is. It's, okay. some, it's something, you know. But I want to know. But sure, I want to sure, sure, know because sure, sure, sure. it's you know it's uh it's like why it's it, because it's it's so it's such a ah uh, it just messes with your mind to be indigenous with the last name of white. Sure. You know, yes. like mixed, mixed or black or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Mixed, like mixed indigenous, Asian, African and European with a surname of white. You know, it's just like there's, you know, there's deeper introspection that needs to happen there. But yeah. So I'm born there. Um, and it's a nickname for Colorado Springs is the Evangelical Vatican. So there's more evangelical churches per capita in the world in Colorado Springs than, than anywhere else. Um, were you guys go ahead. we weren't no so that's i mean that that's a very much of like kind of my my understanding of the world mm. is um is growing up in a place that's also it is um kind of like triangulated by the air force academy to like the north mm -hmm. the fort carson one of the largest army bases mm -hmm. like to the south and NORAD, mm. um, which is like in charge of missile defense ah. uh, for all of North America Hi, yeah. um, to the West. Oof. And so it's like, it's always been upwards of like 80% white, mm. um, militant white evangelicals mm. is what I grew up with, with like, mi like multiracial parents who sure. were not evangelical. Huh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So let me, let me make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. The, the community that you grew up in, in Colorado Springs, mm -hmm extremely evangelical extremely white but are you saying that people that were born around the time that you were there had many people had at least one white parent and then one non-white parent is no, that what you're saying no i was one of the only oh i was the only person i only knew one other family uh -huh. who's multiracial oh okay so i had that wrong most of the families were white yes yes wasp yeah okay. yeah okay. Gotcha. more than 80% more than oh, 80% wow. did you now did you understand yourself to be Chamorro growing no. up or white? I didn't even know the, I didn't even know the term Chamorro until I was 10 years old. Really? No. Dad didn't My dad No, because the so the history of Guam is um they were the first island in the Pacific mm -hmm. to be colonized by um by Europeans. Uh Is that can is is that true? The first Pacific island. So not Fiji, not the Atlanta, because Hawaii. Magellan. It's actually this month is the 500th anniversary uh -huh. of Magellan circumnavigating oh. the world, and that was like the first one where they set up a mission, because oh. it's 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 uh, strategically it's like it's like east of the Philippines, south of Japan. It's like one of the largest islands mm -hmm. between Hawaii and Japan. Oh, I got you. Um, and it's right in the Mariana Trench, and it has um like um uh. 
uh, I don't remember the na uh, the nautical term for it, but it's like basically it has um, a really great place you could dock a boat. I don't remember the exact nautical term, but it's just like one of those places. Like a port. It was a, a it was port. a perfectly located port island for trading. Yeah, for trading. Sure. Yeah, and so yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the first facilitated commerce. Mm -hmm, first one to be colonized, like where like gotcha. like the Spanish are like, yo, this is ours now. Mm. Um, and so when my ninth grand grandfather, if he was 10 years old, when mm -hmm. the Spanish arrived, mm -hmm. by the time he was 54, he would have seen 90% of the Chamorro people like die from like disease, colonial genocide. Oh, so, oh well, they just came in disease and, and, you know, the genocide. Yeah. And Killing genocide, just, yeah. Wow. 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 Wow, yeah. wow. 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 Um, so that's like, I think about that a lot in terms of just like my ancestors resilience and yeah. just like our collective resilience sure. of like you can see you know nine out of ten people like your entire people like go in a single generation and still continue but i mean Hi. we can get on to like ancestral trauma and like things like that Dude. if there's like space for that yeah there's here, but, time like, there's space you know? my man i'm here i got coffee i'm uh, i'm with it i'm awake i'm listening we can take it there uh -huh. yeah so that's you know that's my that's my ninth great grandfather mm -hmm. and the thing is is that uh you know from then on, like my my eighth great grandmother, like at some point, or like my my ancestors, like the the Spanish, like raped the women, like yeah, the Chamorro yeah, women, yeah. and so then yeah. now I'm like now that blood is like being introduced, sure. and um, you know, there's been like mixed indigeneity since then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then just like in terms of feeling like lesser than, mm. you know, and I mean, there's even so, you know, just to take a pause, like so the Spanish. Um, controlled Guam from uh, like the 16th century to the late 1800s. Mm -hmm. And then during the um, Spanish-American War, mm -hmm. uh, that was like one of like the trophies yeah. that like the America U.S. got won. is yeah. like, okay, like you win. So like here you get this island, mm -hmm. you know, like of course without any of the consent. Or of like, course. You know, like anything of like. It's like, oh, there are people there? Ah, they don't matter. <laughs> yeah. So then it was controlled by the U.S. Navy. Yeah. Still um, is. Well, yeah, I mean, in a in a much more complicated way because, like, now we're like an unincorporated territory. Territory, yeah. We're U.S. colony. Yeah. But it's like it was the Navy, and then um, and then the rest of the islands, I believe, were like after World War One, mm because -hmm. um, before that it was like Germany got them, like when the mm -hmm. Spanish lost, like Germany got like the the mm -hmm. other islands of the Marianas, mm -hmm. um, and then after World War One, mm -hmm. it was given to Japan, and so mm -hmm. Japan had control of like the. The other like islands, mm -hmm. like um, and man, and if any Chamorros are listening to this and I like mess up this history, like hit me up. I'm still learning, <laughs> so like please. I believe this is this is. I was trying to do my own research of like my own people, sure. but I'm still like trying to get all the timelines and the geopolitical things sure, moving sure, around. Sure, 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 sure. But um, yeah, basically from the time like when my grandparents were born, um, it transferred from uh, the Spanish mm -hmm. to the Japanese. US Navy. Oh, okay. And then during World War II, the same a month after my father was born, mm -hmm. so December 7th, 1941. Mm -hmm. Um my dad was born November uh 7th, 1941. December was it December 8th, 1941 was Pearl Harbor? Sure. 7th that or 8th. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Second week of December 1941, yeah. the same day that Pearl Harbor was bombed, Guam was invaded as well by the Japanese, the Japanese yeah, uh, the Imperial uh, Japanese uh, uh, Army. Yeah. But the like the the navy knew it was coming and they evacuated mm -hmm. like they like the they the the, the military left mm -hmm. but they like 
even if like a, a U.S. Uh, military man had married a Chamorro like woman or like and had a family, they couldn't even take their Chamorro family. They just oh. like left the Chamorros to like fend for themselves. Ooh. Like to, on the, against the Japanese, against the Imperial Japanese army. And they were not nice. No. So my dad spent, you know, the first, you know, thousand and a half days of his life in a concentration camp, you know, or like, on Guam. On Guam. Yeah. Aye, I didn't know so, that. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, at first they were, they were, you know, trying to just, uh, you know, because of the, the Japanese like caste system, they were like trying to make them be like, okay, you're going to like serve the Japanese empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trying to teach him Japanese, and everything like that. But when the tides turned in terms of uh, the U.S. and the Pacific theater, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, the Japanese put you know my entire family and all the Chamorro people um, into the Mangingong concentration camp in the southern part of the island, and they did like forced death marches, and I lost two of my aunts. Ah, uh, what do you mean death marches? They they marched them like to like if uh, like from the island, and if like they stopped uh -huh. like walking, they would like kill them. Whoa. Um, or just behead them or just say, you Whoa. know, it was like marching them to a concentration camp. Yeah. Um, and basically because they were concerned about them like defecting yeah, or yeah, helping yeah. out the Americans. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they were just marching for like miles a day. Mm. And my dad, like four years old, like yeah. having to do yeah. like, you know. Um, and so, and I mean, I think that's something just like in terms of something that's internalized, like for me is like for him, he's like, if I stop, I'm going to die. Yeah. And you just like never forget that lesson. No. In your life. Never. You know? Yeah. Um, and also just like seeing the way his body has like, his mind is still super sharp. He's, mm -hmm. he's turning 80 mm -hmm. in November. Mm -hmm. His mind is super sharp, but his like, his musculoskeletal system is degraded. Sure. It's like how much of that is because sure. of like starving yeah and and forced labor yeah. like at the age of four that's right that's you know right. and in addition to those things which i don't think we discuss enough but like the way that uh that you know elevated levels of cortisol the stress hormone like deteriorate the body and you know and bite disease and degradation you know what i mean like mm -hmm. front to and to have that be the context for his little body at four of course that is going to have a terrible long-lasting effect for the rest of his life the u.s just kind of indiscriminately carpet bombed the whole island so i like without, believe that i 100% believe that you know but just like without any like oh they're like just not even know like not even considering or thinking that there's yeah. in people who live there hello you know, they're just right. like bombing it so like if in a way if the japanese hadn't like put them in a concentration camp they like probably they would have been bombed yeah, by right. the americans yeah that's you right. know so it's just like um and at the same time, they were seen as, um, they were liberated. Mm. They were, you know, quote unquote, liberated mm -hmm. from a concentration camp. They <laughs> were liberated from acute, like, colonial oppression mm -hmm. of, like, the... From the Japanese. From the Japanese. Mm -hmm. But it's, they, were, they were liberated and then reoccupied yep. by the Americans. Yep. When my grandfather was in school... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they were like beaten if they spoke Chamorro, yep. like in the schools. They yep. burned Chamorro English dictionaries. Yep. They were told that um, if you spoke Chamorro, you had like had half a brain because mm -hmm. like you'd have half a brain in Chamorro and half a brain in English. Yep. So like like you're like you're only operating at half capacity. Like that's that's those are the things that my grandpa grew yep. up yep. hearing, and th those were that was his education. Mm. Um, but. So then when the Americans came back, you know, seen as liberators, but then began, like, then the U.S. occupied, like, two-thirds of the island. Mm -hmm. 
that base. Mm -hmm. And like, and especially like our kind of like, like one of our most sacred, like ancestral burial grounds, mm -hmm. like which to this day, mm -hmm. we can't visit like, uh, because, because it's a military base. And they're turning it like because of the, the resistance, like, um, like, uh, launched by like the Japanese to mm. get the Marines out of Okinawa in Japan. Mm -hmm. They're relocating all of those Marines, mm -hmm. thousands of Marines on the Guam and turning that one of our only like remaining sources of like drinking water Aye. and like species of trees and our ancestral burial ground into yeah. a firing range. <sighs> yeah. So my dad grew up, um, you know, and you know, when, you know, went to like America, like American schools on Guam, yeah. like everything was American. Yeah. Like, like, you and he i grew up hearing like he's like i'm american first and mm. like guamanian second like that's the thing i i only heard guamanian mm -hmm. i never even heard the name of my Chamorro. people ah, chamorro until I, I was like 10 because your because your father had been what's the word i'm looking for um he had been so uh programmed programmed yeah like, <laughs> acculturated yeah uh, that he what what was what was for lack of a better term, like beat into him was this, uh, was just, just the sense of American identity since those were the people who occupied um, the island after the Japanese. And so like, that's who he came to identify with very closely. They call it Liberation Day every year. Ha, huh, still. in Yeah, every, every year, July 24th, I think. Uh -huh. But like in July of every year, like that's like the biggest celebrate, like one of the biggest celebrations on Guam is Liberation Day. Uh. And so every year, it's this like outpouring of like respect and like admiration reverence. and reverence yeah. for the U.S. military, huh. and so like that it, seems so fucked up. There's a huge parade, yeah, you know, that goes course. down like you know like in Guam, and I mean even so, I grew up every year. That's mm -hmm. like kind of the one time a year I really got to see. I definitely saw like other Chamorros, mm. but I, at the time I just like Guamanians. So mm -hmm. I was like my Guamanian family was on Liberation Day, mm. and other than that, mm. we spent most of our holidays with my on my mother's side. Mm -hmm. um, they did a study um, of women who were pregnant mm -hmm. in uh, Manhattan mm -hmm. uh, in September 2001. Mm -hmm. um, and they saw that, like, I believe, like, three quarters of the, the children born mm -hmm. who, like, where their moms were in New York during September yeah. 11th, like, had some type of, uh, like, PTSD. Yeah. Like, out of the womb. Yeah. And so there's, like... You know, science is like catching up to like yeah. things that like we kind of know. Epigenetics, yeah. yes, yeah. epigenetics. Yeah. That like, you know, so like, how many generations? You know, like if I've had nine generations of mm -hmm. colonization, mm -hmm. like it hasn't left you. I mean, we had. So I, I went to. Have, I mean, <laughs> I was about to tell him I'm black. I'm sitting. He's. I'm sitting in front of him. He knows that. Uh, so while I was at Howard, like one of the classes I took um, in undergrad, uh, black psychology, um, with the wonderful Dr. Harrell. I love that guy. Uh, but that was epigenetics is like uh, one of the things that you know was starting to kind of uh, gain some traction then and you know what he was saying was like from what we understand so far of epigenetics is like if a if a if a woman is you know pregnant with a child and experiencing you know some wild ass my words not his wild ass conditions you know that child that she's carrying if it's a it's a if it's a female fetus uh you know is born with all of the eggs that she yeah. has so that child will that child's child children will be affected and so on so like it takes a long time for yeah. that to not be, but that's that's how it works it's like it's not a it, it's the the context of of trauma oppression um 
uh, deprivation, blah, 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 like that necessarily has generations long like impact because you, you have what you, you have the biological material for reproduction, like before you come out of the womb. So that is going to be expressed like on and on and on down the line. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thinking of like, oh my gosh, like I, I heard that part, but not the part of like, of course, like mm -hmm. all of like, so like our, our genetic expression that's is, right. is impacted by that. Yeah, that's right. Cause oh, it's, man. cause it's your, it's, it's not just like everyone basically more or less has the same like raw materials, if you will, genetically. So it's not, it's not that, you know, I am black, you are tomorrow, therefore we are, we are biologically different. No, but the, the, the largely social political economic context into which we are born dictates which genes are expressed and how. So like, for instance, um, this is such a long tangent, but that's fine. We ain't got nowhere to be. We in the pandemic. Uh, like for instance, like it's like for a long time, like researchers in this country in particular, like didn't understand like, why do, like, why do uh, young black girls, like, why do they sexually mature quicker than, you know, like white girls or Asian or whatever. And like, you know, that's kind of been a mystery for a bit, but then they're, they're kind of starting to understand that anthropologically, the window for sexual maturation gets moved up in populations where the life spec the lifespan is shorter. And so that like, which makes sense if we do have a shorter lifespan, like on average than like other groups. So it's like all of these, all of these different things we're starting to get a better understanding of and not just kind of decontextualizing, you know, decontextualizing someone's physical and biological body separate from their social context so yo this is like an intersection of like genetic expression and historical materialism yeah that's right just like, like right in but this you moment have, you have done both yeah to you have to like modern life humans yeah life yeah exactly yeah mm -hmm. this is wild yeah so how did your dad end up in the state did he become an american citizen after liberation like did he join the military as his way out and that's how he ended up in colorado Springs? like how did he yeah so most uh like guam has like the second highest per capita like um enlistment rate of like, mm, any that. people like um one in eight one mm. in eight people in Guam are like in the US military and mm -hmm. my dad and like it was probably higher in his generation because mm -hmm. everyone's like you're just so enamored there's just such a romanticization yeah. you know and and honestly I mean like let's just be you know like you know putting aside like the the larger imperial like agenda aside or like things that happen like really yeah there's this like young white american soldier that comes and gives you candy after you've been yeah. starving for 4 years that's right you are grateful that's like right. the 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 living conditions like in a concentration camp versus like what the Americans brought, like, yeah, of course it's better. Yeah. You know, so like, the, like I, you know, I, I have to like remind myself like mm -hmm. of that too, of yeah. like, you know, the, the, the material conditions of the Chamorro people mm -hmm. like did improve mm -hmm. to a, to an extent, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, of course, yeah, you know, it would be, it would be like really rigid to like, say like, no, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's just one colonial project to the other, like it improved, but like at what cost? That's right. Um, so my dad, um, the thing is, is like after the war, um, they just buried a ton of like poisons and grenades and military, they just like buried it. They didn't, there was no like, like any type of like hazardous material oh, handling of this stuff. Uh -huh. Um, and so he 
found like leftover dynamite oh, from yeah. the war mm-hmm. uh and he wanted to like build a rocket to like shoot down sputnik because like okay. because that anti-soviet sure, programming was sure. like super strong too yeah, yeah. Everywhere. you know because because it's so close yeah. to like you know mm-hmm. um to asia that yeah. you know so so he blew off like um all the fingers like on mm. his um on his left hand i think I can't even, is it his left hand or his right hand? I can't even remember which. He blew mm. off all his fingers on one of his hands. It's so mm. funny. I just grew up with it. And I don't even remember which hand it is. Because <laughs> oh I just God. never thought it was weird. It's just sure. one of those like things as a kid. You yeah, know, it's like, like you don't think like, I don't, I didn't think like, oh, my parents are multiracial. My dad is missing all the fingers on his hand. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also just like hearing stories of like having like, you know, cousins or, or family friends that like, oh yeah, that's like your auntie who... Like the Japanese, like you know, took a machete and tried to ch- like behead her, and she's kept alive by uh, maggots, like eating away like Jesus the infected skin. God. He told me that as a child, and you right. just don't even think of like you're just like, oh, okay, that's like, yeah, that's our story. That's, totally cash, you know, super normal. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, for it was, it yeah. was that was like hearing stories like that yeah. was normal as a child. Because at least, and per, I'm not trying to speak for your father, but because he was there and like as a witness as a child he it probably didn't occur to him that like even recounting that to you as a child is like jarring or traumatic because like at least you didn't have to see it you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah it's just you know i mean yeah he's uh i will say he's the most positive person i've ever met in i mean life. i guess you have to be <laughs> what the fuck you what's know? the point of being yeah. sad and mopey i need to live through all this shit totally because I mean. that's because that but that's been his baseline which mm-hmm. has also like influenced my like political sure. like and economic things like if you're not in a if you're not starving in a concentration camp mm-hmm. like your life is good mm-hmm. that has been my baseline since mm-hmm. i've been a child yeah and so like to think that like Anything more of that mm-hmm. is like like you can't really complain mm-hmm. if things don't go well mm-hmm. because it's like hey at least it's not a concentration camp yeah, like you know but it's really <laughs> the bar is in hell God but uh, it really has been because sure, sure. then it's because um so yeah so he blew off his fingers so he was like ineligible like he tried to fake it yeah. he tried to like what you mean tr- he tried to fake it he tried to like enlist to go serve with in like one Vietnam hand? yeah with, well he had his he had his hand but not his fingers. But how do you fake that? Is my point. You, I mean, he just like, um, like he, just, like, kept he his didn't hand admit in his it. Yeah, he was. He and... just tried to get through all of the like medical exams to enlist, like until they're, like someone found like saw like you're missing your fingers, bro. You, you don't have fingers. <laughs> how are you? How are you gonna hold? A medicine or whatever the fuck yeah, you know. No, I mean, so yeah. So he's in the seminary and. Uh, then he got kicked out of the seminary. Sem- like the Catholic, seminary. yeah, yeah, oh, okay. oh yeah, because trained to be a Catholic priest. Because so, that's the thing; those are your options. Mm. It's like military mm-hmm. or Catholicism. <laughs> like those are your two choices. Yeah. Because because once the U.S. came back, then they instituted like um, was it the is it the Jones Act? Like basically, you're not allowed to import anything but yeah, from yeah, America. Yeah, 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 so yeah. a gallon of milk is nine dollars. Hey, you know, yeah, yeah. So and then you're starting to have to pay tax yep. for the land that you've lived on yeah your ancestral land and you're not allowed to vote mm. in any like even if you serve in the military you come back to guam you're not a u.s citizen huh you don't have any of the rights like mm. you're an unincorporated territory mm. you have to follow all the laws yeah, yeah you have yeah. to pay all the taxes yeah but you don't have you don't any have representation in, yeah. in congress wow. yeah you have like one non-voting member wow. you know like dc 
Yeah. Yeah. Like Eleanor Armstrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Puerto Rico. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. like it's like one of the many colonies that yeah. just like you know, so like so now food is super expensive. Yeah. Like you're having to pay for land you've always been on. Like the US like the military too, like did this like uh, I can't remember the exact act, but basically it's like we're gonna buy all of your land for five dollars. That's the, oh the same thing they did to the indigenous exactly on the you know, and so then like so then like two thirds of your island mm-hmm. are occupied by a military base. Mm-hmm. And so like there's no and you're having to buy all this food and pay all these taxes now and that's like what what are our options? Right. We have to survive. Have to survive somehow. So you start like it's like so one of the only real ways to it's like either tourism, which wasn't in immediate post World War Two. So it's like the military. Yeah. You know, like you like whatever you can do for that. You know, Mm -hmm. so like his first job was going behind the mess hall Mm -hmm. and like collecting the food that like the soldiers threw out and like selling it. Bah. you know like like selling it a slop yeah, to like yeah, yeah. you know so he got put on like on a on a wait list basically like after after he's 18 to mm. like take a take a plane to to the states mm. um and so he came over um so just like one afternoon they're like hey like you got a place on this plane so like in four hours he like packed a suitcase like a bag of rice because he didn't know if there's gonna be rice in america sure. and didn't even have time to say goodbye to everyone wow. and just got on a plane and took like three days wow, wow, wow. to get from like to get from guahan to like the, the states and he landed in um was it like the air force base up in vacaville or mm-hmm. fairfield mm-hmm. yeah so that's like his old stomping grounds like not knowing anyone so mm. yeah but he came whole, here under what auspices um just that like they're like the opportunity like there's not any opportunity on guam so just some through some I don't know, agency or whatever. No, the military. Like, oh, oh, even though he was, he couldn't, he couldn't go to Vietnam because he had one hand, mm-hmm. but he was still able to perform some sort of duty in the military. No, not as military. No, he just went as like a, just as like, uh, as like a Guamanian, you know, as like a going. In the military or out no, of no, the no. military? No, no, no. They, so they let, they let citizens, you're like non, they let civilians. That's the uh-huh, military. Uh-huh. They let civilians on like a military plane if there's an open seat. Oh. This plane is already going. It's already taking people to oh, the States. So like, so like, you know, but it's not full. So we, sure. like if any civilians want to get on this plane. But I'm saying, what was he expected to do once he got here? He, he didn't He know. hitched a ride. Oh, he didn't know. It was just like, I'm going to get to America. There's, there's got to be more opportunity there yeah. than here. Yeah. And he hitchhiked. He literally hitchhiked from here to like Southern California. Wow. Um, you know, with like, and he just had like 60 bucks. Wow. Like in his like, it's like free. Cause that's how much a plane ticket back to Guam would be. Ah, ah, so he just kept enough money to, to go get, back home and to get back to, to Guam. Yeah. I see. I see. I see. If you think that was wild, just know that all the stories about Alex's dad and granddad didn't even make the cut. <laughs> okay, back to our regularly scheduled program with Alex's part one. 